When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon everybody. Welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. Well, a new season is finally upon us. And before we get going with all the discussion ahead of the Stoke game, a quick message on behalf of our sponsors, Beer52. Two words, really, it's all you need to say, free beer. And a thousand got your attention. I don't know what will, maybe Gilfie Sigurdsson aside. Yeah, we can offer you some free beers via Beer52. And all you have to do when you go on to their website, beer52.com, is enter Royal Blue Block Capitals in your checkout. And you can get eight free craft beers to whet your appetite ahead of a fantastic season for the Blues. Thanks very much. On with the show. Right, it's me, Greg O'Keefe, and we're Tony Scott and our Everton correspondent, Phil Kirkbride. And plenty to talk about. Koeman's had his press conference. There's still no Gilfie, but there is a game ahead of us. And Phil, you were listening intently as Koeman spoke yesterday. Did you detect a happy, optimistic manager, you know, content with his lot or, uh, or the opposite? Um when it comes to emotions and um, and giving anything away in that respect I don't think you get much out of Ronald you know typically blunt is near yeah. um, I wasn't there in person so I don't know if he offered anything offered anything different from what I read um, but certainly I, I think the feeling is that come, come back to him after the deadline day and, and the window shuts and he'll be able to offer you a better more rounded view of of how he sees things going, you know, he's he said he feels the team are ready, as they can be, um, but it's whether the squad is ready for the season. I think that's the question that will remain unanswered until the window shuts and and he sees what he's got to work with. Tony, are we all sort of in a limbo of sorts before the window ends, albeit a limbo that contains games against Stoke, two important ties against Hadrock Split, and then a big game in the Premier League. So I suppose I'm asking, it is a limbo, but we can't really afford to treat it like that, can we? No. Um, from what I looked at, from what I see in the press conference, he didn't look happy to me. And I think deep down, if we were to ask Ronald Koeman in person, he's not going to be happy with the guilty Sigurdsson situation. I think he would have liked him on board before the Stoke game. Remember us ourselves, we were talking a couple of podcasts ago. We said, listen, this should be done at least before the Severe game. Severe game's being and gone. Now we're looking, he's not going to be in place before the, before the Stoke game. So when's he going to be fit? He's, he, listen, this is, there's loads of question marks around the transfer now. And it's, to be honest, it's getting beyond a joke, isn't it? I don't think Swansea and Everton have come out here with any respect in regard to this transfer. I've goalposts being moved regarding to the transfer fee, the way it's paid. We just don't know. But Well, hold on. Why should Swansea be uh, the subject to any blame here? They're, they're the selling club. They're in no hurry to sell them. Well, how do you know that Everton may have agreed a fee with them and 
the way it's being placed is, say, for argument's sake, hypothetically, 40 million up front, 5 million sell-ons, and it's being agreed, and then Swansea have said, no, well, we want all the money up front. So you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We're all guessing because it's it's so complicated, the deal, isn't it? We've heard lots of, that's been rejected, that's been accepted. Next minute, there's add-ons, there's, sell- there's all sorts of carry-on regarding to the transfer. But what I will say is that it's doing no help for, for Guilfie Sigurdsson himself. He's stuck in the middle. Give him his due. He's kept quiet, he said nothing, hasn't put a transfer request in, like others have done and currently as we speak. So we just we don't like it shows you that Everton are getting if they do get him, so when they are getting a player who's got the amount of respect for the football club he's representing. What do you make of Ronald Koeman's comments after the Sevilla game where he spoke about Everton's net spend and where he felt they were in that sort of table, if you like? Seven million, I think he he suggested was all they'd actually spent. I agree with them to a certain extent of, if you're looking at transfer fee alone, fine, that, that's all well and good. We sold Romelu Lukaku for 90 million, we've spent, what is it, 80, whatever it is, we've only spent that amount of money. That's just in transfer fees alone. What Ronald Koeman probably isn't alluding to is the most important question is that the wages Everton have basically spent on Pickford, Keane, Klassen, Rooney, Sandro, there's five big wages there and only one's gone out the door. So in terms of transfer fee, yes, I guess where he's talking from, but as in the whole collective, as in the, as in what they're getting paid, it isn't as because Everton are spending now, aren't they? So this deal needs to be done, Sigurdsson, and we need a centre forward desperately. We've harp on every single week. We need a centre forward. We're going into the first game of the season with Sanzo as our only fit striker and Calvert Lewin who does an half decent job. That's not good enough considering the amount of money we've spent. However, Phil, if we begin to pat ourselves on the back and say, well, thank goodness it's only stoked too much, <laughs> I don't wish to be sound overly pessimistic, but we could be in for a, a bitter afternoon tomorrow, couldn't we? You can't I, take them too for granted. I know it's, it's highly winnable. Yeah, no, I, it's a horrible cliche about there's no easy games in the Premier League, but it's true though, isn't it? You, know, you, can't, you can't escape that fact that there are no, there are no pushovers in, in the top flights and Stoke... You know, from you know what we can gather of, of a Mark Hughes team, they'll be they'll be fit. You know, it's the first game of the season, they'll be fit and, and and ready to go. They've lost Arnautovic, probably their most creative, most, you know, their biggest threat player, ironically, that had been linked with Everton uh, last summer. But you know, they'll be organised, won't they? And they haven't had as many changes as Everton, have they? So no, they should be no, a bit more I, fluid. Yeah, and I, I suspect they'll be fully organised. I think I think Hughes will will, will approach. The game with a sense that'll be difficult to beat. He looked at Everton's um, changes this summer and seen that they've lost the main goal threat, added several players, but don't look quite yet the um, as potent as they maybe were. You know, you know, he'll be aware that Everton have not been, you know, knocking five and six past teams in pre-season, mm. and, and players are going to take time to bed in. So. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like you know five at the back and just, let's just try and style for them and, and 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 hit Everton on the break. You know, I'm sure they've got enough pace in that team to cause problems. So, if I was Stoke, I would be as much as Cooman has alluded to the fact that he thinks that Everton's start in terms of league games may not be as bad as 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 it would appear on paper because of catching City early and Chelsea early. Same would probably apply for Stoke and Everton. They're probably thinking we're probably catching. An upwardly mobile Everton, not a bad time really. So, I think it's important that that you know it's easy for me to say, and I think a degree of calm tomorrow because it could be, it could be one of those where we have to sort of be patient, 
and uh, and just wait for the moment of quality from Rooney or Klassen or Sandro just to to open the door, you know. And it might it might be a bit of a scrappy one nil, but as I said the other week in one of my pieces, they've been functional in pre season and in both games against Rosenberg. And until they have the squad they want, and until the window shuts, I fear that, that we're not going to see anything particularly scintillating from Everton just yet. And I think if they can come through this run relatively unscathed, I think we have to be, not happy, but satisfied to a degree anyway. I think we take function until the addition of Sigurdsson plus one, if it equals three points, uh, and, and a, a win through to the group stages of the Europa League. So let's just talk personnel for Saturday's game, if if you will, I want your right back, and I want your your central defensive partner of Michael Keane, assuming Michael Keane starts, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm sure he does. Um, go. I can't see. I just can't have. We, we've said it plenty of times, and we we can't have Mason Allgaier at right back. We just simply cannot have it. Yeah, he's simply. He's, can't. He's, we just can't have it, can we? It's, well, I thought he had not decent game. It's he, he did, but. He's had 30 odd games last season, and we've seen it, haven't we? Since Seamus Coleman's been injured, the lad size is best, and he's got bits of quality. But as a right back, you've got to be mobile up and down that pitch. You've got to get your crosses in the box, and that's the way the modern day fullback is. And crossing is the main problem, isn't it? It's delivery. And the way Everton are going to be looking to get balls in the box and try and play through the channels, he just. He doesn't get forwards enough, and in in the final third, for me, I, I just. I can't have him. Kuka Martina, he got bad press, didn't he? Of a lot of the Evertonians on his on his first game. I'd like to see John Joe Kenny, Stoke Martina start. I'd have Jack Yelke at the back with uh, Michael Keane, and I'd start with Baines. That'll be my back four. I I don't. Ashley Williams, I've noticed a lot over the pre-season matches that I've seen Everton. He plays a lot deeper than the actual defences. You'll see his two full backs and Phil Jack Yelke or Michael Keane about two two yards ahead of him. Ashley Williams is sitting a lot deep and it scares me if we're playing against pace if he's doing that if Everton trying to play offside I, if Ashley Williams plays tomorrow I expect if he's trying to play offside there could be a chance where he's keeping them on and Stoke clean through one goal that's what I'm scared of I just don't think he's mobile enough and I look at the shape of him he doesn't seem mobile enough I think if you're playing for Everton and you're playing at the back with full backs up the pitch if you're the centre half you've got to be mobile and Ashley Williams doesn't look like that he's, he's only 30, 31, 32, isn't he? Why? This last does he look, in the, shape, does he look in, the, in the best of shape to you, considering he's had a full pre season under his belt? Have you seen all the pre season? I, I think. It, do you think this is a perception that's come about from one funnily angled photograph from training and then it gets in your mind because he has a few clunky games? I, I don't really dispute his level of fitness. I would I would think it, it would be at the level demanded because Jan Klusenberg would have it. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's a fitness or shape thing. I agree with you, actually. I would have Jag Elke and Keane starting because on form, for me, Jags has been better. I can't see it as being a f- physical conditioning issue. I can't see that. Does but, he look mobile enough? That's what I'm scared well, of. I think he's never been someone who... I don't think he was nimble. signed. He's not nimble. Because he's, he's certainly not nimble. He's certainly not blessed with searing recovery pace. I just think also that's what Stokel wants. They'll want... I don't want to say, they want an Ashley Williams feisty in the tackle that suit's stuck down to the ground if we're trying to play football we should be stuck nine times out of ten mm. but I think Stoke won a bit of a battle where it's, the game's breaking up every five minutes and I think Ashley Williams will do that rather than Phil Jagielka yeah also well, what, I was, what I will say on, on regards to Stoke as well I, I look at their outgoings this summer they saw Glenn Whelan I don't rate him as a footballer but 
he played nearly every game yeah. for them, didn't he? John Walters, absolute steal for Burnley, three million. Couldn't believe it. I can't believe why they sold him. He always always does well for Stoke. And then obviously sold on out of it to yeah. West Ham. Yeah. Couldn't believe that one. Why would Stoke sell their best player to West Ham? Just like like for like. And there's rumours Shawcross is going. And they haven't spent a penny, Stoke apparently. They've got one oh. free transfer. No, they've brought in the player from Schalke, haven't they? Name I can. Is he on a free? Not oh, even going to Yeah, well, basically, they've sold four players and bought one in. So I, I'm looking at it as they all's not well there. If you're a Stoke City fan, you've sold four influential players, well, three, possibly four influential players in your team, and you brought one lad in, you wouldn't be happy with that, would you? Especially with your best player going to West Ham. What's all that about? It's a funny one, no doubt about that. Um, Phil, I take it, you know, without getting into the realms of the team team selection piece yeah, that yeah, we yeah. published on the website yeah, yeah. earlier today um, I don't know if you've managed to check that out but you can actually see mine and Phil and Dave Prentice the Echo Sport editors full team selection but just to finalise this section of the pod Phil mm. you had four, we both had 4-3-3 yeah. yeah yeah you you picked basically Schneidlin and Gay didn't you yeah I didn't um, quickly tell us why you, you think that they both start um I think Ronald is too risk averse not to play two uh, defensive midfielders. Mm. I think he, I think he likes that level of protection, but I think it neatly dovetails back into what you were saying about who plays centre half. Now I think Williams should get the nod over Jagielka. I admit there's not been a great deal between him and Williams in pre-season, but I think if you're looking over the course of last term, I think Williams was a better defender. I think he played more, obviously, but I think there was a reason why he played more. I think he's consistent. I think, I think he's kind of again whether you read too much of this or not but he starts the fact that I think his his performances and consistency meant he was always going to start and I think he should start the season but given and a very valid point about his uh, susceptibility to pace I think if you've got the the protection of Schneiderlin and Guy as two defensive midfielders one it helps cover that respect and you're offering him a degree of extra protection but equally I feel that it allows Davy Klassen to move and to drift into an area where he looks more comfortable and that is close to the opposition goal where I think we'll start to see him have more of an impact so almost you're playing 4-2-4 the 4-3-3 becomes 4-2-4 when yeah. we, look Idris is up and down he can run all day long so you know I can understand when people would say Tom Davis deserves a chance and I, I totally empathise with that but I feel purely based on the extra protection that uh Idrissa could offer, and it's it's you know it's it's toss of a coin mm. stuff probably. I think that's the way to go um, because we'll have a lot of the ball on Saturday. Yeah, my my four three three had um, Klassen, Gay, sorry Klassen, Schneidlin, and Davis in in the three behind um, Calvert Lewin, R- uh, Ramirez, and Rooney. But yeah. the reason I I didn't pick two holding midfielders is because I think. We discussed last week Schneiderlin on the podcast, and I think him and him and Guy, as much as they're both really good footballers, they're a bit much of a muchness. And I think we spent all this money on midfield. I don't think we should at home to a team with all due respect to Stoke be picking our central midfield based on concerns about the back four. I think that's a bit yeah, regressive. Yeah. Well, so I think can Davis I... can go. So, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. I think Davis has forward thinking potential, ability to get around and support the front three means he's got a start but can, can I add to my argument then yeah. um, I think our ball retention and our ability to keep possession in pre-season including the two competitive games has not come up to scratch 
Therefore, it's another reason why I think Guy has to play as somebody who wins the ball back better than anybody in the Everton team. Because I think that, and Ronald has mentioned it, they're still finding their feet, they're still learning to play with each other. I don't think there's enough players on Rooney's wavelength at the minute. So he, understandably and quite rightly, is trying to play one touch around the corner, one touch football, making runs. Or So I think we're going to, you know, while we're bedding in, we're, gonna, we're not going to end up with... 80%, 75% possession in games where Stoke going to sit back, I imagine. Yeah. So if you if you, your team is cohesive, fluid, been together for a while, no, I think you're pinging the ball around, you're far more comfortable. I think it will be quite fragmented on Saturday as pre-season has been. Yeah. So I feel that Guy is has to play because of that. It's a fair point, so I just think, I understand Phil's argument, it's a good point. I just feel as if you're playing against the lesser sides, and especially at Goodison Park, I understand away from home, I get all that, two defensive midfielders. Now, I'm, I think we're in danger of playing Stoke City, too much respect here. We're, conscious, we're, to, we're talking about who should play centre-half, two defensive-minded midfielders. Stoke City we're playing against, I wouldn't have any player out of their team in Everton's. Would you? I'm looking at terms of in terms of fitness. I'd have and short quality, costs, maybe at a push, at a push. Yeah. So you're looking at terms of fitness and quality. Everton should be hammering down the, the yeah. doors, shouldn't you, against Stoke? So yeah. why why should we be playing two defensive midfielders when we should have enough in our locker going forward to worry about Stoke going forward themselves? Because I just feel as if they're there for the taking tomorrow. They are mm. there for the taking. There's there's no one that stands out and you go. Oof, just be wary of him. Just, mm. uh, he isn't wanting anyone in that team. And I just feel as if by playing Guy and Schneider together, you, you're having two pl- players doing one job. You're housing yeah. one of them and of, there's no call for of it. Of course, sorry, what this debate overlooks, which is something Phil said to me, me and him were talking about this this morning, he made a point which, lest we forget, Morgan Schneider being brought in at 20 million was kind of being brought in to be more than just a... A give and go defensive midfielder, wasn't he? Yeah, well, and equally as well, you know, if if Everton do have control of the game, you know, we've seen we've seen Adrissa can, you know, he's not scared of going forward. You know, he probably he probably should have scored more than the one goal he did last season. He's not a, he, he can't really strike a ball. Um, let's, let's be honest. You know, but what I'm saying is he he he's not he's not going to sit. He's not James McCarthy in that respect. He, he sits and, no. and pays a sideway pass. No. And, you know, Idrissa can uh, join in and uh, be an extra body in that in that forward thinking, and, and Schneider can sit there as the quarterback, as they like to call it these <laughs> days. Um, look, I, I totally empathise and understand when people say we shouldn't be playing t- two defensive midfielders, but I think from where I am, maybe, maybe I'm risk averse as well. But I think the, I think I understand Stoke there for taking, but it's Premier League football, and these are mm-hmm. Premier League footballers, and it's a Premier League team, seasoned Premier League manager we're up against. Yes, don't want to show them too much respect, but I think we've got to be realistic about the situation. Look, if we're absolutely dominating the game, yeah. don't ex- don't think Ronald Coombe wouldn't, wouldn't haul one of them off. Yeah, yeah. Go, right, Tom, come on, or right, we're going to go, Kevin, you come on, we're going to play whatever. Yeah. I just think to start the game, you do, what you do not want to happen against Stoke City on the <laughs> early day goal. of the season is to ship an early goal because we've gone gung-ho, we're only yeah. playing one defensive midfielder, and Mark Hughes goes, lads, Shut up the shop. Yeah. Should has come down, and they go. One oh, yeah. away win for Stoke City on the opening day. No, I, 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 I understand that, but if you're Mark Hughes and the team sheet goes in, and you see Evan with two old midfielders, or you see Tom Davis in the team, I know which one Mark Hughes going right. Two old midfielders. I don't. What are they doing? But I'm then, happy with that. But how many games last season did you know when we were on that terrific run when he got them playing as he wanted them? 
How many how many defensive midfielders did we play most games last season? <laughs> yeah, so, but Tom Davis was an influential part of them team. Yeah, I, I get that. But then we've the the the, the 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 forward aspect of the team ahead of Schneidlin has changed now, hasn't it? A little bit. So yeah. he's brought class and he's brought Rooney. So I'm fully expecting them to start. Don't forget if this, we haven't got them, I think Tom does start. Yeah, just don't forget this is seventh versus thirteenth last season. And Everton have improved, yeah, and they've yeah, got weaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, get so that. yeah, yeah I, I just think we're in full. We're in danger of paying Stoke City far too much respect. I know it's the opening day, and strange things happen, and it's the Premier League football. But Everton quality, fitness, everything you look at it. Stoke shouldn't be coming to Everton with a play. Now I'm actually I'm going to contradict a little bit my team that I've put out there, but I think <laughs> I actually think thinking about it, maybe there's a stronger argument to say, and we spoke about this group before actually. There's not enough pace, regardless of the two defensive midfielders or not. Yeah. Who's attacking the byline and stretching them? That would be my concern because Sandro looks like he's the sort of player that wants to play off somebody. So I think it would be the correct decision to play Dominic Calvert-Lewin as a focal point. Rooney naturally wants to drop and orchestrate and feed and stuff. But if he's dropping in and narrowing the game, who's around the outside? You know Bainesy will work his socks off and do a diligent job. But I, you wonder whether... A Luckman or someone? Exactly. I just, but it's difficult with Adamola because he he was in and out of the team when he came. Starting him was a big call. Isn't you it? know, if 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 there's the sense that he's fully confident, I thought he had a good little cameo against Sevilla. He did. Um, mm. But is that enough for Ronald to go? I trust you to start the game and give me sixty-five minutes at least. Either way, but I think it does does come back to a point of. We're looking at Sigurdsson. We're hopefully going to get him. We want a striker in the Giroud mould. We want a left-sided uh, defender. I'd also say, well, it's going to be another four or five months maybe till Yannick's back. And he's going to buy somebody who's quick. Whether that's a striker or a winger who's quick. For, forward, who's, who's got powers, that strength and pace. Shouldn't have left Valencia going away. Well, but, mm, yeah. Yeah. An, an interesting point I'd like to make from last weekend's uh, match against Sevilla is that... Go for it. Everton, pay, Everton played a 4-1-4-1 formation, unusually for Ronald Koeman. We quite liked it. Yeah, I, I thought it, it worked well first half. I thought Severe at times couldn't live with Everton in terms of the quality on, on the pitch. Now I'm looking at it and thinking, if he's done that, if Ronald Koeman's played this formation, his last game before the season starts, surely to God he's thinking in his mind that I could go with this team and go with the formation. I would think in, in, in a... Standard pre-season that would that would make total sense, but I think given that severe friendly came after a competitive match in Europe on the Thursday, I wonder whether he was trying stuff whilst also resting a couple of players. Maybe you might be right. So I just mm. I I thought it myself, and then I thought, well, maybe he doesn't want to overexert too many players. Maybe he doesn't think. Was he just X, getting, Y, and Z need another sixty minutes? Was he getting minutes into legs? Type I, thing? I wonder if he was. I'd like to see him go the formation. Phil, would, would that surprise you? I'd like that. Well, no. As I said, you know, if you're in control of the game on Saturday, you don't need to play four three three per se. You can have four people up front and just say you sit, but that's one or it's two. Um, or whether he goes, you know, there's so many variations on four three three or four four two and. You know whether he says it's the diamond and Klassen's at the tip. I don't know. I, yeah. Is it a concern if Everton do play that four-one-four-one? Yeah. Calvert Lewin. There's a kind kind of part of me that will say that Shawcross will just bully the lad. Well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking at. Yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, you, you're good in the air for the lads of yeah. your age, yeah. etc. Well, that's, that's where Everton have got to be cute, haven't they? And if they're playing Dominic and they've got to say, look. 
you've got to arc your runs, run across Shawcross and 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 try and attach yourself to the other centre half. Who I don't know who that'd be because Martin's Indy hasn't signed yet, has he? No, um, not yet. So I don't know who the other one is. Look, yeah. pick your battles, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good point. I mean, look, it's. I think Dominic is is going to be willing and he'll he'll dutifully run the channels. Um, and I think I think you've got to play that type of player because. If you go with Morales, Rooney, Sandro, it's going back to the point of you've got to play a different way. Now it's a it's a different way of playing there, they're not quite good enough at yet. Yeah. And that's and that's keeping the ball, it's that craft and it's the guile in the final third on the edge of the box, picking the pass. I don't think they're quite there yet. So I think what was successful last season, okay, we had Romelu Lukaku who's mm. different level of course, completely to Dominic. Quick, direct, over the top. Let's turn them because that's the thing. Because they'll be set, won't they? Mm. So when they get the ball, win it back. Let's turn them. That's, you know, that's where your Dominic comes in, and that's where Sandro's got to play on the last shoulder. You know, he's got to play on the edge, hasn't he? He uses yeah. pacing behind. Um, but it's difficult because I've got to. I feel like we always pick on Morales, and we're I not. Do. We're not. <laughs> I do. I don't know. I, I wonder whether Ronald m- might. Don't Phil. Just go with him. I don't oh, know. I've, I've got, okay. I have, I've got Listen, a, he's had four years. He's had four years. Well, he's still... Look, I, don't, I wouldn't agree with it, but I just wonder whether you would think... Looking at his options, he would go, well, he would offer us a bit of pace. And I just... I have a feeling he might pick him. But he'll, he'll offer you no work rate. Oh, I know, mate. He'll offer you... It, it, in the future, into the conveyor today. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just... I, I, he, he winds me up coming on the pitch as a sub. Because it, I've seen four years of this fella. I think if, if Luckman was was in a better place in terms of he'd come off last league season, he did really well at the World Cup. But if he'd come off a league season where he'd been playing every week as he'd started, yeah, I would have said Luckman starts. He's still developing physically. Yeah, but, but he is. Yeah, yeah, it's just one and of those he can't things. Isn't it? He was games last season where yeah. he was just switching off. Full back went past him and the goal. It was interesting with Luckman. He never seemed to recover. From that game, uh, well, not for a while, anyway. Bournemouth. No, Borough, away. Oh, yes. He's playing really well. He yeah. started, and I think he went, he had two really big chances and didn't take them. And I don't this think. One Stoke away as well. Could have been, yeah. Across the face yeah. of the goal. Uh, and, and I don't think Ronald took over, you know, t- too kindly to those, because no. it was a nil nil game in the end. I mean, yeah. maybe Robbery missed a sitter as well, but, yeah. you know. Um, so I was hoping, you know, I was, I'm seeing flashes of him getting back to what he was. But I'm not sure if you'll start. Kids so young. My, yeah. my big concern, sorry, so my big concern is that we've all understandably assumed Dominic Calvert Lewin starts as the target man. I fear for our attack tomorrow because my fear is that we're going to be maybe going down the channels. He isn't going to win. God bless me, he's game. But physically, he will be get dominated by their centre backs. Yeah. He's not going to win many flick-ons, so therefore we're going to have to find a different way of turning Stoke and getting Ramirez in behind them. Because I don't think, with the best will in the world, he is going to be that effective in that role. I hope I'm proved wrong. Which did you go for up front, Ramirez or Calvert Lewin? No, my, as I say, my four-three-three, mm. my three in front with Calvert Lewin at the tip because there's no one else, and then around him, Rooney and Ramirez. But I'm willing to, I'm willing to be bargained. With, I just I feel when we seen Ramirez up front against Rusembrock away, I thought he struggled for me. Yeah, Sandro. Fr- yeah, Sanzo, yeah. yeah. I thought he struggled. Will and runner gave us all. I thought he was snatching at shots, and he just didn't look a focal point for me. Whereas when we played against Sevilla and he plays in part of the four behind Calvert Lewin, yeah, I thought he looked a lot better. 
really did. I he's think got he, somebody to run off. Yeah, he? exactly. He, he can. He can. You just he's an intelligent footballer and he can make runs if someone's a focal point. Providing that they're an effective focal point and yeah. where, where well, if if Calvert Lewin's got the out to, to make runs direct and drag defenders out, it will leave a hole for the class and the Rooney, the Sanzo, the Davis if he plays, etc. Okay. But if he's not mobile enough and he wants to be all about him and win a flick on, he's got to drag the centre half wide to help these. So forwards. basically not do what Lukaku did. Yeah, he can't, he can't exactly yeah, <laughs> and well this is the way we're in now. We're, we've got a to put it bluntly, we've got a lad from Sheffield United reserves or front for us now, haven't we? Because he, yeah, he's done well. He's had a good summer, but he's not good enough to to sting an attack in a, a Premier League team that's looking to go for the top four places. He so that's my argument is that I think he's just filling a gap in for a Giroud of or a Benteke yeah. type of player, and that's the way Everton are going to play. So I think Sanjo and Rooney and Klassen may be playing behind a, a Calvert Lewin. Yeah, I think that's my argument. Another point I'd like to make just briefly is if. It's going to be a lot of apprehension and excitement and everything regarding to the fans going in tomorrow. Everyone's excited and they've got hope and they're excited for this Premier League season. I just think it's important that the players don't go over the top in it. Listen, the atmosphere is going to be really good for the first five or ten minutes. Everyone's going to be buzzing, all these new signings, etc. But I think some of the players, Rooney's experienced enough, but I just think the likes of a Klassen or a Williams or something made you something stupid. I, I, I just don't want that to happen, do you know what I mean? You just, that's my own feel. How do you mean, like throwing a Just two- throwing a stupid tackle or get caught up in it all, do you know what I mean? You know what's like on the opening day? I had a look yesterday and there was a lot of penalties um, in the opening day last season. There was a lot of penalties. I think there was four or five penalties given away in the, the opening day. A couple of sentences off. So I think it's important that, as well as the big all around Everton, everyone's going to be watching Rooney and everything else. I think it's important that the players just calm it a bit down and if they have to wait, as Phil says, if Everton have to wait until the 80th minute to get that goal and play ugly, so to speak, and get that three points, then so be it. Yeah. Well, of course, I think the whole Goodison vibe will be dictated by the start. Oh, yeah. And I, I, do, uh, I do fear for a, an early setback or a dominant stoke having Everton on the back back foot, then Goodison, we, we know what it can be like, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, Phil, elsewhere, we've had obviously a decent allocation in split. For the travelling fans. Yeah, I mean, I look, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't work out. Sort of, look, I thought there might have been a bit more with it being a bigger stadium, but obviously, fourteen hundred tickets will be snapped up, won't they? Because um, they, they are. What's the capacity there? It's Thirty odd. Yeah, isn't I it? was. Expe- I thought, I thought the UEFA would have given more, but you know they've decreed as they have, and fourteen hundred, which obviously means that I imagine there will be some disappointment, of course, because imagine many more would have uh, would have would have planned to go, but uh, you know, never mind. And so, just the fixture changes that have been announced today for Sky, okay, it's a perennial, but there's some real humdingers for Everton fans, isn't there? Brighton. Getting messed around. Brighton on a Sunday morning. What is all that about? Sunday, sorry, 1.30. Now, how on earth can Everton fans get down there with just public public transport? It's impossible, they can't do it. There's just no common courtesy for the fans at all, and we say this every single time. They can't get trains down there. The coaches will be leaving what three in the morning. Just, it's going to be absolutely stupid and stuff. The only plus point is that if lads are going down and guy, girls and lads are going down, they may as well go down the day before and have a night out and stay down there, and and, and you've got the match in the morning, haven't you? But as in lads, you just want to go to the match and come home. It it stinks, doesn't it? And Sky is just basically dictating what happens. It's, it's sad as it is, it's modern day football, and if Sky say you're playing at three o'clock in the morning on, on Pluto, you, you're doing it. That's just the way it is, and they dictate 
everything because they're paying basically the players' wages now. They're giving money to the football clubs and the clubs are paying to the, wa- the wages to the players and the fans are just basically just at the face in the window and it's sad to see but that's modern day football. As long as you satisfy your audience in the <laughs> Middle East and Southeast Asia. Well, that's what yeah, it's and about, it, isn't and it? And, and everybody, it's a well-worn argument. The only way that television companies, as you say, you, you plough the money in, the only way they're going to have any food for thought is when they're showing live games at half-empty stadiums because fans make a stand and don't go. But try telling any passionate Evertonian that they shouldn't go and watch their team live to make a stand. It's very difficult, isn't it? Mm. You know, And... It's you know it's it's kind of a vicious circle really. So you're going to have to shoot now just before you leave us. Quickly tell us about your preview Premier League preview on Scotty Bet TV. Yeah. Anyone wants to dabble tomorrow on the games? Yes, yes. I fancy my bet tomorrow is Wayne Rooney to score at any time. I really like the look of the bet. It's two to one, but as a look at Rooney's records in opening games, he scored more opening day goals than any other player currently playing in the Premier League. Se- seven in total. Loves a goal against Stoke, as we seen last season. That worldy against Stoke in, in the last minute. That I think he got the um, that got us that broke the record for the two hundred goals, didn't it? Right, so yeah. I think um, he'll be up for. I think some things are written in the stars as well. Rooney first game at Goodison since his return, etc. Premier League tie against Stoke. I fancy him to notch an any time goal scored at two to one. I really like the look of that. There you go. You know where you can see all those videos ahead of the Premier League games this season. If you want to flutter, Scotty Bet TV on YouTube or follow Scotty Bet TV on Twitter. Phil, we haven't mentioned yet one real positive that we're going to see tomorrow, and it could be really the start of an era. Jordan Pickford in goal. Yeah. I'm really excited to see him build a rapport with the Everton fans, with the team. Just see more of it, what he's about, mainly just see more of that distribution. It's so exciting, isn't it? It's not just distribution. I think he's been flawless so far in his two games. I think he's, you know, uh, our columnist Michael Ball um, was sat in an unusual seat uh, for the Sevilla friendly because of the ongoing works at Everton. He was in the park end uh, on Sunday. And he said he got an opportunity to sort of, behind that goal, could hear the goalkeeper. Um, well, we could hear him, yeah. couldn't we? And he said yeah. it's the first time, he said since Big Nev's era, that he's heard a goalkeeper at Goodison. You know, orchestrating and dictating um, the defence. So whether that's because it wasn't quite full to capacity or whatever, but still the point remains. Um, Rob Les is in the shelter. Howard was, yeah, you know, and I think that I think what I've been is Pickford's composure and his decision making has been really good so far. Look, it's all, it, the life of a goalkeeper inevitably inevitably dictates that you'll have massive ups and downs, mm. but he's so far has made good decisions. Uh, he's been off his line quick when he needs to be he hasn't looked he hasn't flapped at anything he hasn't got away with one um, I think he's I think he's looked really good couldn't have couldn't have stopped or, you know the two goals on Sunday you know they were that they were he looks he looks really good and I'm, I'm, I'm hugely encouraged and optimistic about, about him this season and uh, hopefully he's not overworked though tomorrow couldn't agree more well uh, in the spirit of Gav Buckland who I'm afraid for Gav diehard fans is away in Prague drinking cheap ale as we speak he uh, is indeed Mrs Buckland and the Bucklands yeah he's having a he's having a good time we welcome him back next week I'm sure um, we'll get to our predictions mm. just me and they left Phil right. but uh, I'll start I think uh, that um, I think it'll be you know not easy as we've all all said and all due respect Stoke aren't going to be anyone's mugs but I I'm absurdly given the life of a blue and, and the way we can always turn convention on its head I'm pretty confident uh, I don't think it'll be a stroll in the park but I do think they'll get over the line win 
2-0. I was going to say 2-1, but I'll give Jordan, as we just picked him up, the benefits of the doubt. Clean sheets. I think he'll make it. I think he'll make a big, decisive moment, actually, when you know they they will threaten, but 2-0. Um, I think functional Everton will win 1-0 um, get through it get off to winning start um, and start a sense of carry on a degree of momentum from the Rosombarok games you know Sevilla maybe aside heading into a real you know pivotal period uh, in, uh, so early in the season you know Europa League City Europa League Chelsea so 1-0 uh, and then hopefully Swiftly followed in the days to come by some news, some uh, some signs. There you go, a nice upbeat ending. Listen, thank you very much for giving us your time. Um, we're really grateful for all our listeners. They're growing by the week. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. A great way of knowing when the new the new episode is going to drop. There's been some really really kind reviews on iTunes. Ever so grateful to you for going to the trouble to leave them. We'd ask if you've enjoyed this episode, maybe you give us a short write-up on iTunes, let us know what you enjoyed, what you'd like to hear more of, maybe things that in the coming weeks, new features perhaps that you'd like to be involved. Do you like more of the gambling? Do you like more of the tactics? Do you like more of me and Phil sitting on the fence while Gav and Tony argue? Let us know in the ratings and review section of iTunes. Thanks again for listening and look forward to a great start to the season tomorrow at Goodison Park.